Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Friday, July 28th, and we start with local news. The long-awaited final vote by the Murray County School Board on whether to allow the organization of an American Classical Academy charter school resulted in a denial on Thursday. The proposal to bring an ACA school to Murray County has been a polarizing process, which has generated differing opinions about whether the school would provide an educational as well as financial benefit. The application was previously denied in April, but was granted a 60-day appeal that would have expired at the end of July. The vote was initially taken last week during a special called meeting, but was unable to garner the six votes needed either in favor or opposing the application. The lack of votes was due to two board members not being present, therefore another special called meeting was scheduled Thursday to meet the 60-day deadline. Had no vote been taken, the application would have been approved by default. This has been something that is a divisive issue across our state, across our nation, and here we are, here we were, basically 11 strangers from different ways of thinking to pull this together and determine what is best for the students of Murray County, School Board Chair Michael Fulbright said. Each of us have different views of what that is, but I have no doubt there are 11 people up here, and a room full of people, who only want the best for the children of Murray County. Even though we have different ways of looking at it, different expectations of what that looks like, we can at least walk out of here knowing we all share that goal as caring, concerned citizens of Murray County, he said. Fulbright, who has been openly in favor of establishing the charter school, initially motioned to approve the application during the Thursday meeting, but was unable to garner enough votes in support. The motion was then made to deny the application, which resulted in a narrow 6-5 to vote. American Classical Education, the umbrella company overseeing the charter school, can now appeal its application to the state, who could approve or deny it. American Classical Education board member Dolores Gresham released a statement about the denial. The Murray County School Board sided with special interests instead of local school students and families. It denied a high-quality classical public charter school for local families, a school that would bring time-tested instruction, including phonics, as an option to a community struggling with the continued illiteracy of its students, Gresham said. More than 7,000 Tennessee families have expressed interest in classical education, and a core of that group includes Murray County parents. In fact, hundreds of Murray County families voiced their desire for a tuition-free public school with a classical curriculum, she wrote. Gresham further criticized the board in failing its duty to students. They will continue to be forced to attend zone schools that might not be the best fit for every child. Their families will not have additional curriculum or instruction options. The students will not have phonics, she said. Gresham assured that local ACE board members and its families are evaluating all options, including an appeal to the Tennessee Public Charter School Commission. The Columbia Daily Herald came full circle last week when Sam D. Kennedy was inducted posthumously into the Tennessee Press Association Hall of Fame for his contributions to the newspaper industry while present-day Herald staff also grabbed first-place spots for its reporting on the Kennedy family. The publication won two first-place awards from the Tennessee Press Association last Friday for its coverage of rural farming and land loss in Tennessee, featuring Kennedy's grandson, Sam Kennedy III, and the family's Century Farm. The winning article, Murray County Century Farmer Preserves Family Farmland and Fight to Sustain Rural Life in Tennessee, 
took home the first-place plaque at the awards luncheon on July 21st. Later that day, at a separate Tennessee Press Association awards banquet, the late Kennedy was inducted into the TPA Hall of Fame for his lifelong impact on the newspaper industry, including the fight to obtain open government rules of transparency, or sunshine laws, which still stand today. The late Sam D. Kennedy was born in 1926 and served as publisher of the Daily Herald in Columbia from 1965 to 1984 and the Lawrence County Advocate from 1985 until his death in 2018. He was voted by his peers into the Tennessee Newspaper Hall of Fame and was officially inducted last week. Over a dozen Kennedy and Finney family members with a rich history in the newspaper publishing business gathered at the awards banquet to honor Sam D. Kennedy's impactful contributions to the industry. Kennedy began his career as a lawyer and a judge in Murray County. He used his legal experience as valuable background after he took over as publisher of the Columbia Daily Herald after his father-in-law's then-publisher John Finney's death in 1965. He became an outspoken advocate for open government. As chairman of the Tennessee Press Association's Government Relations Committee for over 30 years, he helped author and pass state reporters' shield laws and sunshine laws, outlining rules for open meetings and records in the 1970s. His efforts were commemorated when he was named to the National Open Government Hall of Fame, a joint venture venture by the Society of Professional Journalists and the National Freedom of Information Coalition in 2016. Over the course of his time as president of Kennedy Newspapers, Kennedy published the Daily Herald, the Mount Pleasant Record, the Lawrence County Advocate, the Parsons News Leaders, the Waverly Democrat, and the Buffalo River Review. He also served as Murray County Executive from 1992 to 1996. Tony Kessler, who served as editor of the Daily Herald under Kennedy in the early 80s and later served as editor of the Nashville Banner, attended the Friday event. His official comments in support of Kennedy's nomination said he was fair, honest, friendly, and ethical toward everyone, and he had a lasting impact on my life, he said. Kennedy's daughter, Elizabeth Kennedy Blackstone, accepted the Newspaper Hall of Fame award for her father. Transparency in government and the role the press should play in ensuring ensuring it were fundamental to my father's life's work, Blackstone said. In 2016, our old friend and colleague, the now late Bill Williams, publisher of the Paris Post-Intelligencer, was quoted as saying, If Tennessee's battles over freedom of information were folklore, Sam Kennedy would have played the role of the good giant. And that is what my father was to me, the good giant, she said. Kennedy was the 61st inductee to the Hall of Fame, marking the third time the honor has come to former Daily Herald publishers and the third generation of the Finney-Kennedy family to receive the honor. Kennedy's wife of 63 years, the late Betty Finney Kennedy, was the daughter of the 15th inductee, John W. Finney, inducted in 1973, and the granddaughter of the 12th inductee, James I. Finney, who was inducted in 1971. The Tennessee Newspaper Hall of Fame was established in 1996 as a joint project of the Tennessee Press Association and the University of Tennessee. The program recognizes and memorializes extraordinary and clearly outstanding contributions to newspaper journalism and the newspaper industry. The late Sam D. Kennedy's son, Delk Kennedy, is owner of this radio station, WKOM Radio in Columbia, while grandson Sam Kennedy III operates Kettle Mills Century Farm in Columbia. The family most recently fought for state protections to the Duck River, which runs through the family farm, to maintain clean water for residents, animals, and aquatic life. His daughter, Elizabeth Blackstone, has served as editor of Kennedy Publishing and editor of The Advocate in Lawrenceburg, 
Tennessee. Ethan Foster of Murray County was named state winner in the Tennessee Farm Bureau Young Farmers and Ranchers Environmental Stewardship Contest. The results were announced during the Tennessee Young Farmers Summer Conference held at the Farm Bureau Expo Center in Lebanon, Tennessee. The young farmer received this award due to his outstanding environmental stewardship efforts in preservation and best management practices on his farm. Ethan and his brother run a cow-calf operation on their grandfather's farm, as well as raise hay for the cattle. Ethan also is a part of a stalker calf operation and is a soil conservationist for the Natural Resources Conservation Service. This award is given in partnership with the University of Tennessee Extension and focuses on highlighting the relationship between the local extension agent and the young farmer. Special recognition goes to Foster's Extension Agent, Daryl Ailshai. The crisp aroma of Calabrian peppers overtakes the senses on the idyllic 24 acres called the Fiddle, the Farm and Fiddle, nestled in the hills of Fly, Tennessee, in Murray County. That is, until Samantha Folks, co-owner of the farm with husband Dan, hands visitors a golden raspberry fresh from the patch. The taste juxtaposes the scent, but in a surprisingly pleasant way, sweet mixed with savory Christmas, just a sampling of the best the farm has to offer. Up on a hill overlooking the farm, cows and sheep graze. Loud mooing draws Dan Folk's attention. That's my bull, Miniwheat, right there, he chuckles, pointing up the hill. He's going to start singing before too long, he said. Full of vegetables, fruits, and flowers, the farm in the Santa Fe area is in full swing and full bloom as the abundance increases during the peak of summer. Walking through the farm is like taking a step back in time when farming was all about working with the land before the art became an industry. Every nook and cranny of the farm is put to use. Flowers, heirloom vegetables, herbs, sheep, cows, ducks, you name it, all living in harmony to create a beautiful, bustling ecosystem. On a hill overlooking the farm, the cows and sheep graze. As the rains are, at the rains rather, are Samantha and Dan Folks, a couple from Oklahoma who made the pilgrimage to Tennessee about eight years ago for the music industry. Samantha began building the farm and fiddle straight away upon their arrival, combining Dan's love of music and instrument of choice, the fiddle, with Samantha's love of nature and the farm. The farm also employs a combination of seasonal workers and interns throughout the growing season. The folks have a heart for sharing their lifestyle with others who want to learn about homesteading and holistic farming. I would have died for an opportunity to live out my vision when I was younger, Samantha said. Back in Oklahoma, Dan was a middle school orchestra teacher, so it's in his nature to educate, said Georgia Thorpe, one of two seasonal workers on the farm. He is like a wealth of knowledge. He will answer anything with the most words, but the best words, said Thorpe. Dan doesn't think of himself that way, though he merely guides the workers to the information the land is readily providing. Nature is the best teacher, if you're willing to listen, Dan said. And listening to nature is what everyone at Farm and Fiddle strives to do. We companion plant and interplant every veggie. Every flower could help another veggie and flower, whether it's pollination or pest deterrent, Samantha said. The garden area would appear chaotic and unruly to the eye of an outsider, but the locations of each vegetable and plant are intentional. For example, basil and tomatoes grow wonderfully together, and by pairing those with a row of lysianthus, the primary flower at the farm and fiddle and Samantha's favorite, the pollinators will flock. You can't walk around barefoot because of the bees, Samantha warned. It's this philosophy of harmonious interplanting, 
comparing crops that benefit each other in the same bed that prompts the holistic title. More important than the bounty above the ground is tending to the ecosystem underneath. To preserve the soil and microbiology within, farm and fiddle is a no-till farm, meaning they plant vegetables without plowing and avoid any sort of pesticides or herbicides. Rather, they use the manure from the livestock to fertilize and rely on good bugs to police the bad ones. If you create and cultivate the right environment, you start getting a balance of things. You get good bugs that eat the bad bugs. If you have everything you need, it'll balance itself out, said Dan. The vegetables at Farm and Fiddle are all Italian and French heirloom varieties, which works well with Samantha's pasta business. We found that our pasta is kind of the center of the wagon wheel, and then everything else we do, the spokes that come off from it, complement the pasta, Samantha said. The work is hard, and the lifestyle isn't suitable for many, but farmers have long been known for their work ethic, reliability, and care they take in their work. The couple said there is nothing more rewarding than toiling all day in the heavy Tennessee heat than retiring to bask in the fruits of the day's labor. I love every single flower, I love every tomato, and my husband is a fantastic cook, so it's a whole other level of joy to experience his cooking with all our fresh farm goods, said Samantha. The folks sell their products at 12 South Farmers Market in Nashville on Tuesdays and the Columbia's Columbia Farmers Market on Saturdays. Their pastas and produce can be found on the menus of Yolon and Butcher and Bee in Nashville, including the seasonal farm and fiddle pepperadel dish made with tomato sauce, blue crab, and corn cream. For more information on the farm, visit www.thefarmandfiddle.com. All but a handful of Murray County third graders will be moving on to the fourth grade. That was the message from Murray County Public School Superintendent Lisa Ventura, who stated, Our fourth grade promotion rate is finalized as 97.7% of our third graders have been promoted, she said. The Tennessee Department of Education released on July 19th final data about third grade retention appeals. The window for families to submit an appeal of decisions about their school students' potential retention in third grade closed on June 30th. The Tennessee Learning Loss Remediation and Student Acceleration Act passed in 2021 set forth key academic supports for third grade students who did not score proficient on the English language arts portion of their TCAP assessment and updated requirements for these students to move to the next grade via multiple pathways for fourth grade promotion. While some third grade students may meet certain expectations outlined in the law, students who scored approaching or below were able to access academic supports, including free summer camp and tutoring in their fourth grade year. And students who scored approaching had an additional opportunity to submit an appeal of a potential retention decision. Since the appeals window opened on May 30th, the department received 10,572 appeal forms statewide, representing 9,054 unique students. Of these students, 7,812 students received approval on their appeal, and 685 students received a denial of their appeal. Additionally, 557 appeals that were submitted were not applicable. Regarding appeals, the district knows that 112 appeals were granted. We do not know how many appeals were submitted by Murray County families in total, Superintendent Ventura said. Murray County Public Schools received its initial test data on Friday, May 19th, in which roughly 63% of third graders failed to meet the required score, with 37.5% of Murray County Public Schools third graders scoring approaching expectations and 25.9% scoring below expectations. Students were allowed to retake the TCAP in late May. 
Murray County Public Schools indicated in early June that approximately 350 third graders were signed up for the district's summer learning camp known as STARS. Looking for a new career in law enforcement, Murray County Sheriff's Department announced on July 26 that they are hiring for multiple positions. Current open positions include communication dispatcher, correctional officer, deputy, sheriff administration clerk. To apply, visit www.murraycounty-tn.gov forward slash jobs. The Wired Mastermind Group is now accepting applications to participate. The Wired Mastermind Group was launched in 2021 by Murray Alliance and the Spring Hill Chamber for local entrepreneurs and CEOs. This exclusive group is limited to 10 local entrepreneurs and CEOs who are selected through an application process. The purpose of the group is to foster growth and development through the sharing of experiences, lessons learned, and game-changing moments. This experiment... I'm sorry, this environment will allow each participant to showcase their expertise while also developing additional skill sets showcased by the other participants. If you are ready to connect with like-minded individuals locally and are looking for growth opportunities by learning in a peer-to-peer environment and contributing to the growth of other businesses, then this is an opportunity you will want to take advantage of. Visit murrayalliance.com forward slash wired for more information. The deadline to apply is today. July 28th. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Randy Eugene Dooley, 62, an employee of Lowe's and a resident of Columbia, died Saturday, June 3rd at NHC Columbia after a brief illness. Private family services will be conducted at Rose Hill Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Saturday, July 29th from 4 to 6 p.m. at Southern Trace Steakhouse upstairs in the Magnolia Room. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors are assisting the family with arrangements. Mrs. Mary Jane Galloway Moody, 80, a retired employee of Travelers Insurance Company and a resident of Houston, Texas, died Sunday, February 12th following a brief illness. A graveside service for Mrs. Moody will be conducted on Saturday, July 29th at 10 a.m. at Polk Memorial Gardens. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors are assisting the family with arrangements. Mr. James Thomas Tommy Beard, 70, retired employee of Nissan and former employee of Oaks and Nichols and a lifelong resident of Santa Fe, died Thursday, July 27th at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services for Mr. Beard are incomplete at this time and will be announced later by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer. And why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors. 
320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have partly cloudy skies today with a high of 96 degrees. There is a heat advisory in effect. Winds will be light and variable. Tonight, we can expect mostly clear skies and a low of 72 degrees. For your weekend forecast, it will be hotter still tomorrow with a high of 97 degrees. Clouds will roll in on Sunday, early Sunday morning, bringing the temps down a bit. Sunday's high will be 92 There is a chance of a stray shower or a thunderstorm on Sunday. Overnight lows for this weekend will be in the low 70s. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard. The same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg. We do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. This is Bob Kessling with Pat Ryan. It's a beautiful day for digging. The backhoe operator has the engine running and is moving into position. He's heading for the ground. He's in there. Wait, there's a flag on the play. Let's get out of the field for the call from our official. Illegal procedure on the digging team. Oh, that penalty could cause a costly accident. That's right, Bob. He needs to call before he digs. There's underground utility lines that could be hiding just below the surface. Water, sewer, electrical, communication lines, and even natural gas. 
Avoid a penalty by first calling 811 to have any underground public utility lines located and marked with flags or paint. It's free, it's easy, and it's the law. For more tips, visit pipesafety.org. This message brought to you by the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and the Tennessee Gas Association. Funded in part by a grant from the Underground Utility Damage Enforcement Board. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Former House Speaker Glenn Cassida wants federal charges against him dismissed before an October trial, claiming lawmakers who did business with a vendor called Phoenix Solutions received the services they requested. Federal prosecutors accused Cassida, who no longer serves in the House, of covering up the identity of the vendor, which was secretly run by disgraced former staffer Cade Cawthron, and directing House business to him in return for kickbacks. He filed a motion for dismissal this week in U.S. District Court. Phoenix Solutions, which used a New Mexico mailing address, did nearly $52,000 worth of work for Republican lawmakers handling their state-funded constituent mail services in addition to campaign mailers. The vendor also did more than $200,000 worth of work for the House Republican Caucus, but that is not part of the indictment. The indictment does not and cannot allege that any individual who utilized the services of Phoenix Solutions did not receive exactly what they bargained for, mailers sent to constituents, nor can the indictment allege that Phoenix Solutions failed to do exactly what it was representing itself to do, produce mailers for constituent mailings, says a memo supporting Cassidy's motion to dismiss. It contends the indictment tries to criminalize the alleged failure to disclose who owned the vendor, in addition to conflicts of interest, to impermissibly broaden the scope of both applicable federal criminal law and government prosecutorial authority. The filing contends the charges against Cassidy are inflated, including accusations he was involved directly or aiding in a conspiracy to steal federal funds, bribery and kickbacks involving federal funds, honest services wire fraud, the use of a fictitious name to commit fraud, and money laundering. The federal indictment claims Cassida and former Representative Robin Smith, a one-time state Republican Party chair who pleaded guilty and is cooperating with prosecutors, concealed Cawthron's identity as he ran Phoenix Solutions. Otherwise, Cawthron, who had left his post as Cassida's chief of staff during a racist and sexist text messaging scandal, wouldn't have been hired to do the work for Republican lawmakers. Some lawmakers stated they wouldn't have had Phoenix Solutions do the work if they knew who was involved. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. This weekend is all about the arts in Columbia. Who didn't grow up hearing, reading, or watching Charles Schultz's classic Peanuts characters, especially the misfortunes of good-natured blockhead Charlie Brown? The Murray County Arts Guild, located at 705 Lion Parkway, will host its second and final run of You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, this weekend, with two performances starting at 7 p.m. Friday and Saturday. Tickets are $20 for adults, $15 for seniors, students in military, and $10 for children ages 10 and under. Tickets may be purchased at the door or online at www.mcag.org. This weekend will feature another classical musical to check out, this time at the Packard Playhouse, located at 614 North Main Street, who will host performances of the Broadway musical The Music Man. Performances will be at 7.30 p.m. Friday and 3.30 p.m. matinee on Saturday. Ticket prices range from $20 to $80 and can be purchased at www.packardplayhouse.ticketspice.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back on Monday to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great weekend.